Welcome to the Diversions Podcast. Host Keddy over here. And SB. And with another wonderful episode. As we prep for the video episode, and at this point, I hope the episode lives up to the hype that I keep building up. Yeah, I think you're building this up a lot more than most people care about. <laughs> I don't know. It's yeah. It's probably not gonna be spectacular, but you know, it's gonna be something exciting. Fair. You you have you have you, we're literally just talking about the new item you just got in the mail, so we can do that for your show and tell. Oh yeah. I'm ready for fun. it. Ready to show it off. Okay, okay. So we got plans. Maybe. You got plans. I'm just here to show up. <laughs> Is that any other different from any other episode? I'm just here to vibe, bro. <laughs> oh my god. Step it up, man. Step it up. Uh, but I guess for to start with some good news is uh, WGA's uh, strike has is over. They finally agreed to a deal. Um, studio execs finally putting an end to the strike and a deal that is fair, you know, for both writers. And now we can get back to work. But now they got also got to... I think the actors are still striking, I believe. Yes, the Actors Guild is still striking and... Now voice actors are striking against uh, video game companies. Okay, interesting. That's a new new development. Yeah, I think the uh, Megan Fox being on Mortal Kombat 1 kind of was the last straw. Because <laughs> she was an absolute... like She, she phoned it in. phoned it in. It was terrible. It sounded... Everyone was like, it sounds like it's AI generated because she's so monotone and boring. It's like, goddamn. That's that's the Megan Fox effect, guys. I don't know what to tell you. Until those... those hopefully, the, the actors one won't be as long as the writers one. I know for the writers, they you know they got good protections against like AI and bun- like a bunch of other stuff, royalties. So yeah. they're and getting paid good. They're getting paid good finally. Because it... I would be pissed off if I was like a writer on a successful series and I didn't get shit. Yeah, honestly, like this was a long time coming, especially with the streaming services being the way that they have been lately. Um, yeah, they deserve to make a lot more money. And they, they put forward a deal. Uh, it still needs to be voted on by the higher ups of the. Um, I, I think they did vote on it officially. Did on, they? On Wednesday night. As from okay, what cool. I last read. All right, cool. So then finally voted on. But I think they're still standing on the picket lines with the Actors Guild uh, with NAFTA. NAFTA? Maybe not. I don't. I really don't know. I think it's NAFTA or something like that. Uh, but they're they're standing on the picket lines with them until everything gets cleared to go back to work. Because it's not like just because the paper is signed, they go back to work tomorrow. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. They still got to like restart all of the process. Yeah, but I've seen like you know studios have already started like renting like writers' room and like studio lots and everything to try to get back to work. So hopefully that actors deal isn't too far behind for them. You got any real estate in LA? Start renting out office spaces because <laughs> you're gonna make a killing after this. Oh hell yeah! But uh, yeah, I know. Uh, most of the talk shows and like non-scripted reality shows and stuff like that have already been able like gotten the green light to go back which is ironic because drew barrymore broke the picket line yeah to bring all, her show had, back. all she had to do was just wait a couple of days yeah it was like less than and a her week reputation would have been intact but then since she got dogged on so much for being a scab fuck that um she decided to just no longer bring back the show so now i think the drew barrymore show is just canceled Oof. Yeah, so like big I mean, turn of events there, Charlie's Angel. Why she could have just made a podcast like the other talk show people? Yeah, right. Podcast is the biggest fallback for anyone who doesn't <laughs> have a show to work on or something to do. Cough, cough. I mean, I'm trying to make this into something. I don't know about you. I'm just saying it's a fallback. Yeah. For like famous people. But people who should be striking are the visual effect workers. I know recently that the peep the team that the Marvel movies used for their visual effects they recently unionized so hopefully there could be more to follow soon because those people get overworked man it and it's ridiculous criminal criminal how they get paid yeah which i mean you can see kind of the work suffering i, I mean i've dogged on like cgi and visual effects for like the last decade or so but like that is because they're getting worked to the bone you know what i mean there's small teams working on huge blockbuster billion dollar movies and stuff like that so of course the quality is going to suffer when they're 
pumping them out like a goddamn chocolate factory. Yeah, or is you're just hiring people who it's probably like their first big gig, and it's just like they're not as experienced as other veterans, you know. And it's just like you're trying to get, you're trying to get like the bottom dollar. Yeah, it's not the way to go, people. Trying, it's to, not the way trying to, go. to get blood from a stone, and that ain't gonna work in the long haul. Other news also is a Blue Beetle is now available digitally, so if you want to rent it or stream it, so Keddy can watch it seventeen more times. Oh hell yeah. <laughs> Um, it's gonna I, be my Saturday morning cleaning movie. Oh, I like that. That's a good, good little, uh, good little routine you got there. Uh, honestly, hell yeah, I would, uh, I would definitely watch that again. I, I might buy it. I, I loved it. I loved it. it that much. I've seen the cover for the Blu-ray and DVD cover. It looks pretty epic. Nice. It's I like, uh, I think like Jaime is like staring into like the building of uh, Court Industries, and like reflection is the uh, the Blue Beetle suit back at him. Ooh. Yeah, it's pretty. That thing is Ooh. very, very eighties, like very Spider Man three with uh, <laughs> the black suit Spider Man in the reflection. I mean that 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 poster was going to happen regardless either way. So. Yeah, I mean, yo, there's like three posters allowed now, and it's back to back, light and dark, just a words like a just a spread of the whole cast and some like really weird portrait together, floating heads. Yeah, just floating head portraits or uh, just like words. Yeah, I don't get that. I hope, hopefully, for like the upcoming Superman movies and other movies going forward, I hope for Superman, they actually take inspiration for their posters from comic book covers. Yeah, I would like to see or that. Or comic book spreads, like any iconic pages or something like that. I think that would be really cool. I think we need to revamp how posters are made for films. I agree. I, I Oh, God, I wish I could still remember where I saw it, but I saw like a mini documentary on like the guy who was like the guy who did all of the posters and they were all hand drawn and everything like that. It took him months to do every single poster. Oh, like those old school, like gone in the wind kind of posters. Kind yeah. Of thing. Like, like every major poster from like the seventies on was this dude, like this was the guy. And then there was like a couple of people who like took inspiration from him and like kind of followed after that. But then as soon as we hit like, you know, early to mid two thousands, um, like, just lazy art school students who just are copying, pasting the same kind of style. That's when we started getting this like generic formula for all the movie posters we see now. Yeah, it's not the best. Yeah, it's very like, lazy. It's like you either have like an orange color spread or like a blue color spread. And like, <laughs> that is it. There is no diversity outside of that. They went to the Michael Bay school of posters. Legit. That's, <laughs> that is it. Like, he is one of the biggest culprits for all of his movies, too. Oh, jeez. I don't know. I, I I know exactly where you're talking about, about those hand drawn posters. Yeah, right. I used, I used to have one. I don't know what oh, happened really? to them. I don't know what happened. I mean, I don't think it was an original. I think it was just a print copy of like you know those old classic style movie posters. It was. I don't want to say it was Gone in the Wind, but is that one? I guess is he an iconic actor? The dude that was in Gone in the Wind. I guess he was in another movie, and it was a poster of that that someone gifted to me. Gone with the who is in Gone with the Wind? I don't even remember what is, movie it, is his name like Clark Gables. I could be wrong. Could it's, be the, it's the dude with the eyebrows that's in the right front and center. I don't know it what that is. It's Gable. Yes, it is. Okay, you go, wow. There we go. Film Let's school go. paid off for something. I forget you went to film school at all. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, I don't, I don't, I've never seen Gone with the Wind, but apparently Jesus everyone says Christ, that. It's a four hour fucking movie. No wonder no one's seen that. I don't know. I don't, I also, I used to know the line that was iconic, you know, when they're in front of the stairs, but I forgot what it is now because uh, it's uh, frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Is that what it is? Yeah. Holy shit! I was gonna say that, but I was like, I feel like it's something else. I feel like there's more to that, but I could be wrong. No, it's like it's like uh, she's trying to get him to stay, and he's over and fed up with her bullshit. So he says, "Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn." He walks away, puts on his hat, and struts away, and goes off to fight with the Confederate soldiers. 
Hoorah. <laughs> I mean, I've never seen the movie. Maybe Neither one, have I. I could be making all of this One up. day I will watch this movie, which everyone says is like one of the best movies ever. Bro, I do not have the time for that. I mean, four-hour movies now, you can just pause it, you know, do it in between takes here and there. Yeah, but I still haven't seen The Irishman for that exact reason, but still. I, don't, I guess I don't that's true. That that's true. I haven't, I haven't seen that movie either. Uh, do you have anything for your bees bumping segment today? Uh, bees been bumping Interpol on the way here. <laughs> Evil specifically. Evil by Interpol. It's just been on repeat lately. Rosemary, heaven restores. It's like an old song at my old dive bar that uh, we used to throw on the jukebox every time we were there. I haven't heard it in a hot minute. And just came on my shuffle today, so I've just been throwing that back, thinking about the good old days, getting hammered at loafers <laughs> till 4 a.m. Oh, jeez. Ending up at Poly Girls till 7 a.m. Absolute shit show, of a, shit show of a life I lived for a few years. All right, all right. Evil by Interpol. Evil by Interpol, baby. It's just a weird band name, Interpol. Did, 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 they ever, did they ever go on tour with the police, you know, just to be funny? That would be hilarious, hilarious, but I don't think so. Kind <laughs> of slightly different genres. I mean, slightly yeah. different time periods, but who knows? Same, maybe I've been surprised before. In, I just, I just think it's funny. It's like the police, Interpol. It's like, come on, it's right there, people. Is, is there a band some marketing? Ice? I don't know. <laughs> All of them. Some marketing person there, please. They could have done it. The the fake law enforcement tour. Yeah, <laughs> throw the village people in there. Just call it like a cop tour. Who's the who's the <laughs> who's the band that sings Bad Boys? The cops theme song. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. But they got that one song, baby. Oh, God. Uh, uh, how about for a show recommendation? Uh, no. Nothing? Nah. Really? I, I've been I've been so distracted that I have not actually watched anything <laughs> on TV. Well, I just have two things, and that is the first one is Tiny Toons Luniversity, which is finally out, actually. I didn't even know it dropped. It just... I one, I. one day I was this, and HBO Max, and it says, new, uh, streaming now. And I'm like, what? I'm like, when did... I was like, there was no promotion for this at all whatsoever. They, Max is just fucking around with their animation and it's still so annoying to me so i put it on it's really good i think obviously there's different jokes that that made it funny now then there's other stuff that was way funnier back then but there's some changes to the stuff in the show that i like but overall i think it was a good show i think it's a good spiritual successor to the original tiny tunes and i really do hope we get more of that actually oh yeah i love tiny tunes man it's a great show the original is a great show this is also really good i don't i don't know I guess I, I don't know. I, I just maybe it's nostalgia for me. Is what I really loved it, but I think overall it's a good experience. Maybe I, I need mean, to, I need to rewatch it again. I think I still quote. What is the little girl who's like constantly like wandering off, and then like her pet dog is trying to like keep her out of trouble? But anytime her mom yells at her or something like that, she just goes, "Okay, lady." Like oh, I that's, quote, that's buttons and Mindy. Thank you, lady. I love you. Bye bye. Yeah. Like, okay, lady. I love you. Bye bye. I quote, "Okay, lady," every single day. Anytime someone says something to me, I'm just go, "Okay, lady." Yeah. <laughs> so it's 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 stayed with me this long, so it must be good. I mean, yeah, you got the yeah, what else is there? No, Slappy Squirrel is from Wait, no, Buttons and Mindy is from Animaniacs. Is that Animaniacs? Yeah, that's Animaniacs. Who am I thinking of a tiny tunes? And it doesn't matter. You're thinking about Elmira? Maybe. Where she like gets is always she's she's like the Elmer Fudd of the Tiny Toons group. Oh yeah, okay, that's what I'm thinking of. But I I was definitely referring to the other one from Animaniacs. It's a puppy. <laughs> Puppy. A cute little puppy. Whoopies, come to play with me. <laughs> yeah, Buttons and Minis from Animaniacs. Because I always remember that's also with Slappy Squirrel. Slappy Squirrel. Yeah. I miss Dexter's Lab Secret Squirrel. 
Was it on Dexter's Lab or was that no, like Two that Stupid was, Dogs? That was Two Stupid Dogs. Two Stupid Dogs. Okay, there we and go. And then eventually, like, I guess they made its own, I guess, own segment. I guess they had a, finally had enough episodes of Secret Squirrel that they were just like the Secret Squirrel show. Yeah, because there were just like five minute interstitials between episodes originally. And then they actually made a series out of it. Was that, was Two Stupid Dogs also Gendy? I think he worked on it. I don't okay. know if he created it. It could be he created it, but I do remember seeing in his panel that he did say he worked on it. God damn, that guy's fingerprints are all over Cartoon Network. Yeah. I He's mean, insane. I mean, I'm just saying, I've been watching Checkered Pass every day this week, so it's been phenomenal. Oh, yeah. I forget. I don't have cable, so I can't really watch it, but... Morning. This is Checkered Past, where what you once loved as a child returns to you when you most need it. Now. Oh, man. That's got to be a nice blast from the past. Oh, hell yeah. I love it. All the bumpers, all the cartoons. I was laughing today watching Dexter's Lab. Nice. Classic. So I know, I'm excited to see what's going on tomorrow. Every day at 5, 5 p.m. Central Time, turn on to Apparently, Cartoon Network stops airing. Well, I guess it doesn't matter. If you have regular cable, you'll be fine. Like, it just transitions into Adult Swim. But since I have Hulu Live TV, they have Adult Swim as a whole separate channel from Cartoon Network, which kind of bothers me. Because I don't have to scroll from Cartoon Network all the way to the Adult Swim section so I can, like, get that feed. That seems weird. Yeah, because I think at... 4 30 or 5 p.m cartoon network was just like we're done we're done for the day see you tomorrow <laughs> okay that's all folks and then i have to go and move the to the adult swim like channel on hulu live to continue the but i think if you have regular like you know standard cable it just flows into it man remember those days yeah. just having tv that was bad good times good times and then the other show that I have to recommend if you want to get into the spooky Halloween feel, because next week when this episode premieres, it is October. Spooktober, people. I like it. Round two. I'm excited. I might try to do what you did last year. Just try to watch something horror every day. So the first recommend, this is the, the first, I guess, spooky recommendation I have here is called uh, The House. It's on Hulu. Okay. They're like seven to 11 minute, like little mini series segments. They're all, oh, cool. they're really, really good. I don't know if we're going to get more. I, re- I looked up into it and this came out like in 2017, 2018 kind of thing. But hopefully we get more because it, d- it still does say volume one. So hopefully mm-hmm. we get more around this time. <laughs> Five years, six years later, maybe. I mean, who, who knows? Who knows? That's true. TV makes no sense anymore. So it's it Hulu. Could. So, I mean, but all the first ones that I saw, they were all really creepy and scary. And like some of them are like really messed up. But like it definitely does put you in that spooky Halloween feel. Okay. I might live to regret this, but. I'm on board. Maybe. I mean, I have another recommendation, but I'm saving that one for next week because this one was also really creepy. Okay. Don't want to blow your load too soon. I respect it. (laughs) But moving on here to our main segment, which is the meat and potatoes. The meat and potatoes. There you go. He brought it back, folks. Uh, (laughs) Knock my headphones off too. Uh, Aquaman 2 has released their first trailer. Black Manta is back and wants revenge and will burn the world to ensure Aquaman feels the pain he did when he let Black Manta's father die. Uh, yeah, man, it looks good. I I saw the trailer. I was low-key kind of distracted, so I didn't see all of like the little things that you are about to bring up in the notes, but... Oh, you know looks me. Cool. I, looks fine. Looks uh, looks entertaining. I enjoyed the first one. I think people shit on it unnecessarily. I don't know who. I mean, people shit on it. For, I don't know why, but I thought the first one was like, this is a great comic book movie. I mean, it's better than the other shit they've been doing so far. So I enjoyed like, it. It was lot. spectacular. Like I was, it's. It felt like I was reading an act. Like I don't know, reading an act, Aquaman comic book come to life. It was just like every page turn was just like bam, bam, bam. Yeah, and we get comic accurate costume in this one yes oh my god the costumes the costumes in this movie are fucking oof yeah chef's kiss 
Uh, I'm, I'm excited to see if we end up with uh, one-handed Aquaman by the end of it. No, God! No, God, please, no! 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 That's the one thing I hate. And during the 90s was the one hand that I come and I was like, why? And they wanted to do the way we want to make him feel like rough, edged and like anti-hero. They wanted to make him Wolverine. I was like, he's not Wolverine, though. I was like, stop trying to do this. Yeah, he, he was really like, well, they just had to get away from like the Justice Friends version of aquaman that people would always clown on i don't so, know why they clown on him for that for well it was like, also just like the 80s and 90s made everything so edgy for zero reason whatsoever it's like yeah because they even gave batman like longer like bat ears and like the big shrouded humongous yeah they made on ass cape yeah they made him huge for no reason yeah that was that was a weird time in comic books that was a weird time just in it was general. because then he, they replaced the uh, bruce wayne's batman with azrael and then he had like the spikes and like pouches and everything f- everywhere french Jean Paul Valley. Yeah, French Batman. Okay. That's I was like I knew cuz that was after Bane broke his back and yeah. that was the battle of the Batman or whatever. Um yeah, no. I'm surprised they haven't explored that more in other different kinds of media cuz that's like a fun time for Batman. It's a little chaotic, don't get me wrong, it's, but I mean there's some cool storylines, but back to Aquaman though, I hated the hook hook hand. I did not like it. Yeah, it was um Even in the Justice League cartoon when they did that, I was just like, "Oh my god, we're getting this version of Aquaman." I mean, it's kind of cool, though, to show him, like, you know, 127 hours, like, I'm fucking willing to do whatever it takes, just taking your own arm off, but um, we'll see if it actually comes to that uh, based on some points you're about to bring up. I'm not trying to steal your thunder. All right, all right. But first point that we have here is, like, we get some more lore into the Atlantis mythos with the Black Trident coming into play. Originally, that is not from the comics, uh, but I'm speculating here, and it could be drawing inspiration from Atlan Scepter or the Manacles of Forces. I think it's the former. I think it's Atlas Scepter. It's from a, uh, what I was about to say, comic storyline, but I guess, yeah, a comic arc uh, called The Dead King, where Aquaman has to fight fight the previous king of Atlantis, who is Atlas. And I don't know. He, it's really cool because he has like Frozen-esque zombies on his side. Cool. He uses, yeah. Okay. Yeah, like where Aquaman can command like living marine life, this guy commands like dead marine life. This could be the start of a nice tie-in for like, black lanterns and stuff like that too i i'd like to see the way they play that in yeah no i because i saw the black trident and i was like okay i not the biggest aquaman fan i'm not the biggest comic book reader but i don't fucking remember this at all is this a thing and then i'm glad that you're saying that it's not a thing because i was like i thought i was losing my goddamn mind because i was like this no no this, this is would have been memorable if i this is it. original thing i think for the movie but i think they're drawing inspiration from other previous aquaman storylines where they uh-huh. use like these mystical artifacts i like it so I definitely think it's more like Atlan Scepter. Uh, I think they're going to, obviously, they're going to play into it more how Black Manta got this Black Trident and what its actual purpose is. Uh, but we also see more aquatic sea life is introduced with shark people shown, but these sharks aren't for the streets. Got to make that street shark joke. I read it and I didn't get the joke. And then you saying it, I was like, oh, that's what he meant by that. Street sharks. <laughs> another case of the 90s being too fucking 90s but apparently that that's that's a comeback but it's a topic for another day please come back <laughs> if they're bringing back gargoyles and street sharks bring back the mighty ducks we'll, we'll see we'll just see what happens. just bring it all back baby <laughs> uh but we also get introduced to topo the octopus and old aquaman sidekick and also my absolute favorite 
where I did definitely like lost my breath seeing that I was just like, oh my god, I was a glorious shot. I was here. like, they brought back the fucking seahorse. Aquaman's <laughs> trusty steed, Storm, has finally made it into live action. No, Siri. <laughs> Even Siri's excited about this. Apparently, she thinks I'm trying to look up stick bugs or something. But yeah, my eyes glittered at seeing Storm. I was like, oh my god, yes, <laughs> I need that. So funny. I was like, who the fuck is Storm? And then I had to look it up, and I was like, the goddamn seahorse, really? I even pre-ordered that seahorse, so expect oh, some Aquaman oh, photos riding Storm. I'm excited. Paint it blue. Make it a make it a sea drawer or something. I don't know. Storm is majestic. Now all I need... Storm is majestic. Now I can hopefully, hopefully for like Halloween next year or whatever, they can release an Aquaman costume where he's riding Storm, like those inflatable things. I, I would wear the hell out of Definitely have those already. And they probably, I would need to find that because I would wear the that. The inflatable ones? I've seen them. Because I don't know, when I saw it in Big Bang Theory, like back when I actually used to watch that show before I just got tired of it, I think they had like one of the friends like dressed up as Aquaman, but he was riding Storm. Yeah. 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 That costume is a real costume that exists. Oh my God. I need that costume. Yeah. I Get want it. that. I'm sure the party says he's got it for like 20 bucks. <laughs> Definitely not 20 bucks. You'd be surprised. I had an ostrich costume and it was like $25. I don't know. Because the Super Mario one I, I got was like 60 bucks. Uh, maybe because it's licensed. Mine was just generic ostrich. So yeah, if it's gonna be Aquaman, it might be closer to sixty. But still, sixty's not that bad for it's. It's not. It's not a funny ass costume like that. Plus, you got a fan blowing on you the whole time. It keeps you nice and cool. Yeah, but I'm also wondering with these shark people. I wonder if they're gonna be related to King Shark from the Suicide Squad. And yes, that is your hand, Nanawe. Very good. Or if this is just like something else entirely, like or did you? Because I know on the Aquaman mythos, there's like a area in the city where some Atlanteans like developed a more, I guess, uh, aquatic features, I guess, different okay. from other people. Like where like normal Atlanteans have like gills, other people develop like fish features, more fish features or like they're shark people, like tentacles and stuff like that. This is, this is giving like fishmen from One Piece. A little bit, yes. Where it, they're like, like some I, are like mer people, some are fish yes, people, but yes, they're it, all it, the same race. Yeah, yeah. It gets like that okay. at some point. But like, I don't know. When Orm was king, he didn't like how they look. He thought like they didn't represent the true form of an Atlantean, so he like sent them off to some bottom of the deaths, like little neighborhood area. Gotta love when DC tries to work in segregation and <laughs> like racism. Real subtle, guys. Real subtle. I mean, even in Atlantis, it gets there. Isn't it supposed to be a goddamn utopia? <laughs> so that's the thing. So you think it is? Oh, that's true. Nothing. Nothing. Nothing is as it seems. But James Wan's visuals in this movie have not missed a beat. And I think we're going to get another great underwater spectacle. Yeah, I forgot this was James Wan. And then I was like, wait, why does that name sound familiar? And I'm like, the Saw guy? Saw <laughs> He's guy. He's done so much horror. Saw, Megan, uh, Conjuring. like Yeah, because I don't know if you remember the first Aquaman movie where they have to go to that vortex that takes him to his mom. But then they have like the trench people. Like attacking the boat. Yeah. That was scary as shit. The, guys, then, like, the things that look like old Greg. Yeah, yeah. And then like they're swimming down with the red light, the flares, and then you see them all like converging, following yeah, him. And I was that just was like, cool that scene. was so cool. That was like a reverse Jaws. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like uh, that was dope. Yeah, he, he does have really good visuals. I am actually just I am excited to see what he's gonna do with this new material, but yeah, I I didn't put two and two together until like I was board waiting for you to show up today so i was looking at his disc <laughs> his uh filmography and i was like damn this guy does all horror and then aquaman and oh, like yeah. one fast and furious movie i think if i i, I want to say it's tokyo drift but it's probably not tokyo drift i don't think it's tokyo drift but i in my heart of hearts want it to be tokyo drift because <laughs> it's the only good fast and furious movie and the first one tokyo drift the rest are bullshit you never saw the second one i saw it oh. doesn't mean it's good just because tyrese isn't it 
doesn't make it good. That's literally one of the dumbest plot lines in the Fast franchise. I, I'm imagining. I've only seen like four of them. But I'm pretty what, sure they're all What stupid. did you say in that movie? Cedo ejecto? Ejecto Cedo, cut! Yeah. <laughs> Cedo ejecto! And he hits a button. And, oh my god, the fucking movie's terrible. Uh, but the other controversy for this Aquaman film is I know some people are apparently very upset at Aquaman doing laundry. The fact that he has like his armor just hanging on the clothes and it's like Dude is just you got you got you have to wash your armor. You're just not gonna wear, wear sweaty old armor. He's swimming in the sea in that yeah. thing. There's a fish pee there. I'm just <laughs> saying, man. Um, no, that's dumb. I mean, like the whole point is like he doesn't really want to be king. He just wants to live a life. Just one wants to be chill. Just wants to be left alone. Of exactly. course, he's gonna take care of his own shit. Yeah, and I don't know. Some people were saying like his costume for the Justice League movie was better than the uh, orange uh, scale armor, and I'm like, are you fucking high? Like that that classic armor. Yeah, it's so gorgeous. It's like the right amount of cheesy, but like the right amount of cool as fuck. Like I Oh, like it is it. so cool. I dig it. I dig it. It's I lo- gaudy in the best way possible. I, lo- I loved it when they like they revamped it in the comics. Like they they gave like the green gloves kind of like an armor covering plate yeah. into it. And then he had like a gold collar around him instead of just being like an orange physical with the gold collar. I was like, oof. Yeah. So good, so good. And I and I love that they translated that over into the movie. Aquaman swagged out. Oh yeah, my guy got drip, literally dripping wet. Drip, yeah. <laughs> but he has he has a second costume in this movie, which is supposed to be the stealth suit, which is based off of his blue suit, which was a short run, I think, during the eighties, early nineties, I want to say, which is a really cool suit, actually. Yeah, it does. It's not one for one accurate, but I do like that it does have the camouflage effect. It's giving like uh, like Nightwing vibes with the colorway and everything like that. It's cool. I like it. Yeah, and then the last thing here is that there have been early test screenings that have yes, been having yes, people yes, leave yes, in yes, disgust. Yes, yes, kill the baby, kill the baby, kill the baby. And that's the only reason I can guess as to why. And for people, here's a little bit backstory for this. In the comics, Black Manta uh, enacts his revenge on Aquaman by murdering his baby, aka Aqua Baby. I like how they just Aqua to everything. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Aqua Baby, Aqua Lad. At one point, Air- Mero was called Aqua Woman. I mean, which made sense to me, but I was just like, whatever. I got to do my Aqua taxes. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> Him and Batman are just competing to name the dumbest shit after that. Well, I mean, there was a storyline where it was called like Sub Diego, where like San Diego sunk and it became like a new underwater city. Cool. So they called it Sub Diego. I mean, it was a great storyline. I liked I it. I liked it. That's cool. It's really cool. And that's where he got like a new sidekick named Dolphin. Oh, I remember Dolphin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. But then they also revamped her. In the current comic line, but I think that's I think that both versions are really cool. I like both, but the most recent one was really cool because I think it she was a mute and then she could also like shimmer her scales kind yeah, of thing. So she like used echolocation. Yes. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. She had like sonar powers and stuff too. So yeah. yeah cool. But for those who want to check that out, read Sub Diego Aquaman storyline. That's been when they tried to bring him back and he had like a water hand, a magic water hand kind of thing to replace the hook hand. This this man got no luck with his hands. <laughs> He's like a goddamn Skywalker. Seriously. <laughs> but back to Aqua Baby. Uh, Black Manta murders Aqua Baby in the most messed up fucking way I could ever imagine possible. Kill that baby. Uh, he suffocates the baby. In the comics, he suffocates the baby, but not in the way you think. Like, he, like in the comics, Arthur Jr. was born underwater in Atlantis. So he still hasn't developed his ability to breathe on land yet. So when he kidnaps the child, he places the child in an oxygen bubble and that child is slowly dying and then you have aquaman and the justice league racing against time to try to save his child but then aquaman gets delayed for like a millisecond a millisecond and then he arrives too late to save his child 
And it was like most fucked. I was like, this is fucked up. He should have checked to see if he had his keys before he left. That way he wouldn't have to go back. That's, I mean, that's not why he got delayed, but it's just, oof, my God, that was, I've. If they have the balls to kill this baby in this movie, I'll take back every bad thing I said about Warner Brothers. I mean, that that would take some serious balls, but I feel like James Wan does have the balls to do it. But I he, I, he, We just named off his disco- or his filmography of like the most fucked up scenes in horror possible. This is within his power to do. <laughs> I, I get that. But obviously in the trailer, it's got, it might happen differently because we see Arthur Jr. breathing on land. He is on land. And like, I, think it's, I think it's even more fucked up that there's every other comic book fan out there is like calling for the murder of this baby. And it's this, just like, Jesus this Christ. This is like when we had the vote in to kill Jason Todd and all of us killed Jason Todd. <laughs> no, actually, he should have lived. Apparently, they miscount. They missed... <gasps> A bag of mail-in no. votes. So if they counted those mail-in votes, Jason Todd would have lived. Oh my God! Republicans would have a field day with this. <laughs> Not my Robin. So yeah. Not like, my Red Hood. <laughs> so twenty years later, they found they discovered that they there was missing votes. You know what? I think we wound up with a better character at the end of the day. We wound up with Red Hood, cool anti-villain. I'm or cool anti-hero. I'm okay with it. But yeah, dude, if they kill this baby. I'm going to laugh so hard. I'm going to laugh so hard. I mean, hard. It's, it's just ridiculous. There's, there's an actual campaign for, like, the t- the murder of this fucking yes! baby. And I'm just like, I mean, if they do it, I will get, I will respect the hell out of him. Because I'm just like, I... you are sticking to, like, one of his most famous backstories kind of thing. Because, like, this this is this is the moment where, like, Aquaman and Black Manta, it's on site. Yeah, you can. Oh, my God. Yeah. The rivalry. Like, I didn't realize how fucking intense it's it was. not even a rivalry this is a fucking hate feud yeah like it's they, just a blood war at this point they fucking hate each other hate hate it i don't think like i don't want to mm. under underline how but they fucking hate each other man oh man i'm excited for this man i'm excited for this obviously there's still more to see when aquaman 2 premieres over in december i'm excited for it i'm is it gonna make another billion dollars i don't know i mean the first one did i think this one will be probably more successful than the recent dc films at least yeah i'm just worried like the floundering of the last like five DC movies will kind of like hinder people from going to see it. I mean, that was, I think that was expected because of just the reputation that the DC brand had at the time. I mean, it still kind of has it, dude. It still does, I think, but I think a full on reboot will help it out. Yeah. I don't know. I've been, I've been asking, like, I want to say, I want to say kids, but I've asked my younger cousins. I'm like, hey, yeah. I'm like, hey, would you? I'm like, hey, if there's a new Superman movie, would you go watch it? And they're just like, yeah, I go watch it. Yeah, I just I think it's like hard, especially because we're in this like transitionary period where like you know Blue Beetle was it like before the retcon or like after the retcon or is it kind of like neither? Oh, that's that's been cleared up like yesterday from like James Gunn. He said nothing is canon until Creature Commandos and Superman Legacy. Exactly. So like, but he said there's going to be characters who have obviously been in previous films Mm -hmm. and like played their character, but they're continuing their characters under this new universe. But whatever happened before is not canon. Nothing is canon until these two right. projects come into place. Which which could mean two things in, in my rationale. One is why bother watching this movie if it's not going to matter, which is like one way people might be able to view it. But the other is if nothing matters anymore. Let's go balls to the wall. Let's kill this baby. Let's oh make the God, coolest. You just want this baby let's make to the die. coolest fucking aquaman movie we can possibly make and that would get people hyped that's gonna break box office records if they go that way of thinking if they market it with that in mind 
this movie's gonna make seven trillion dollars. What if like Black Manta cup cuts off Aquaman's hand, but then he chokes Black Manta with like his bleeding hand? I'm here for it too. Just do something insane <laughs> and outrageous because you don't have to apologize for everything after this reboot. I, I guess so. I guess that's one way to look at it. But you also don't want to hurt the DC brand as well. So we'll see what happens. The we DC will... brand has been hurting itself for the last true, decade and true, a half. True, 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 But we'll see what happens. Come December, we'll see what happens. Maybe we'll release another trailer. Who knows? I think this one trailer is just good enough. Just get people hyped for it. I was sold when Storm made the appearance. I was like, I'm in. <laughs> true. You're an easy man to please in that regard. I'm in. I mean, I'm, I feel like I'm one of the few original Aquaman fans. Uh, true. You are an OG. You are an OG. Like, I stood up for this man even during the Super Friends era. The whole reason I joined the swim team in high school was because of Aquaman. You fucking loser. I love you so much. Not for Namor! One of your peoples! I mean, in the movies, Namor's one of my people. In the comics, Yeah, I was like, I was gonna say, now he is, but back then, not so much. No. Not so much. But our next topic over here... going back over to video games and that is with playstation classics what are some playstation one greatest hits and any games that you didn't get to play but you heard about yeah because i never had playstation one growing up or anything like that but i had several very close friends who did have playstations um and we, we were just talking about it a bit before we got on air but uh one of my oldest friends uh his dad is an insane person and i'm sure he wouldn't mind me telling that <laughs> telling him that to his face as well <laughs> as i've definitely done it over the past several years but um he was obsessed with like the army military and everything like that and so one of the games he had was army men which sounds like the most made up generic title for any game uh that could possibly be made up uh for anyone who doesn't actually know the franchise but it's literally the l- little green toy army men like if you remember toy story uh <laughs> those little guys you play as them, and you straight up just have a war. It was like before Call of Duty, before anything like that. This was just an all-out war simulator with little toys, and it was fucking oh, awesome. Yeah. I remember battling out in the fridge. Yes, 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 and you can like you escape the bedroom, like you the the whole thing. It was awesome. It was actually a really really good game. I'm surprised nothing like happened within the future. No, I mean, there was like I think there was like two was, like, or three. Sequels. There was like four or five. Yeah, there was like four. Or five. Like there was a lot of them, but like I mean, like up till modern day, like that seems like an easy one to kind of reboot. They should definitely it, reboot it, that. Like it would be like a la like like Lego Lego Star Wars. It, it would be Lego Call of Duty essentially, <laughs> which would be fucking rad. Actually. I mean, I don't think there's been a bad Lego game ever. So that's what I'm saying. Like if they did like that treatment to you know a franchise that already existed and kind of just take they should on. bring that back actually that's a fun game right that was a really good game it's super fun every every character had its own like move set and stuff like that like it was very much a precursor to all the games you know and love like star wars battlefront like i said call of duty like anything like that this was the original version of it which was super awesome uh and then the other two that i can that are jumping out to me is another one of my friends uh one of the first Mega Man games I ever played was Mega Man X on PS1, which was a dope-ass game. Uh, and then the last one... My was, mind was blown when I found that Mega Man X and Mega Man are two separate people. Yeah, and then you had to get into the whole lore with the Mavericks and everything like that. And, like, trying to, trying to follow that was a bit of a bit of a mindfuck for me. So that was it was fun to fight, figure that new one out. Uh, and then I had a third one, and it's not coming to mind right now. So I'm going to let you talk while I, while I do okay. it. Uh, for me, my very first PlayStation game ever was actually a demo disc. 
and it was called Interactive CD Sampler Volume 7, which had the following games as demos, Blasto, Tamba, Einhander, which was a really fun game, which I was just like, I was like, I've been trying for years to remember what this game was until I finally did this topic when I found out, I was like, oh my God, I remember this game. Uh, Jersey Devil, other fun game, another platformer, uh, Gex, Ge or had Gex 2, had Gex 2 as a demo. And more. But I eventually got the full versions of all these games, um, except for Blasto. I never got the full version of that one. Blasto is like, I remember because it was voiced by Phil Hartman. Hot damn, I'm good. Really? Yeah, he did the voice for Blasto one day. I remember Rest because. Peace to a goddamn goat. Because there was a lot of jokes. I'm like, this is I'm like, this is funny as hell. And the game wasn't bad. It wasn't a bad game from the demo, I think. But I never got to experience the full game. Let me introduce you to Mr. Fish and Blaster. But he, Blasto was like a, you know, run of the mill, macho west kind of dude, you know, very dim. Nukem style. Yeah, very Duke Nukem style, but dim-witted and like would crack jokes here and there yeah, as, like as you're playing through. It's like a kind of like a platformer shooter kind of thing because like yeah. he, he did have a gun, but you can also upgrade your gun to shoot like different kinds of lasers and stuff like that. Man, PS1 eras, they were just they were just figuring shit out, man. They didn't know what they were doing, but they yeah. were they were spinning straw into gold for sure. Tombo was really fun. It had it's like the pink haired dude with green shorts, he would fight pigs. It's kind of like a platformer kind of thing. Domba loves you. And by golly, America loves Domba. This sounds vaguely familiar, but I, I, I need to be able to see it to, to really... Yeah, it was like a one. 2D kind of like side-scroller kind of thing. Like you would jump different levels and like, yeah, and like you would fight against these pigs. It was like they're kind of like Mario and Crash Bandicoot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Without like the 3D, but it was more 2D. Obviously, Crash Bandicoot is the other classic PS1 game that I had, and I loved every single version of that. Yeah, Crash is amazing. Um, put him in Smash, man. The, the, the last one that I was trying to remember, which I realized you wrote, wrote down here at the bottom of the list, uh, Twisted Fucking Metal, dude. <laughs> that game was the shit. All of those games are amazing. I still didn't watch the series with uh, Anthony Mackie, but I'm really excited to watch it. It's so fun. But, yeah, dude, like, that fucking killer clown, the one dude who's Sweet just, Tooth. Sweet Tooth. And then the one dude who's just like strapped to the two wheels. Giant wheels, yeah. Oh, like. I think his name was Axel? Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, just insane. It, it's Mario Kart on speed with a metal soundtrack. It's it's just fucking raw, dude. Like, those those games were awesome. I, I do kind of miss that era of gaming where just shit didn't make any kind of sense I, don't know, I think the last one i played was twisted metal black which was okay it didn't yeah, give me like was not the best in the it series. didn't give me it, it didn't give me the same joy i had from one and two yeah they yeah that that seems like a thing they would reboot and bring back uh but if you can reboot and bring back any car game burnout three takedown i'm just saying greatest <laughs> game ever made greatest game ever made yeah but the other game in the sand like i remember that volume sample cd and i'm just like oh my god like that's another did, thing i miss it's like sampler cds like Old school games like that. I forgot where I got that from, or if it just came with the PlayStation. That's itself. what I'm saying. You can get them from like Burger King randomly. No, because even Pizza was giving like demo discs. Exactly. Everyone and their mother was just like, "Oh yeah, we just have games." Like that was such a weird era, <laughs> and I miss it so fucking. Yeah, much. but that Einhander game was like a side scroller 3D. Like you had like a customizable like mecha kind of ship. Type. It was like a ship, but then like it had like mecha arms underneath it, so you could like wield weapons. Like it had like guns or like a sword kind of like, thing. Um, oh, why can't I think of a name? I think about Macross. No, I think of a game or an anime. Anime. Robotech. Robotech. Yeah, that's, it's called Macross. Oh, Macross. Okay, yeah. that throws me off. I, that that was also back on the era when they had like English names and Japanese names for everything. 
Yeah, uh, the original, well, when Robotech aired here in America, they spliced three different series of Macross into one. Ah, that's what it was, that's what it was, that's what it was. But, um, yeah, no, like, that sounds like an awesome game, actually. It was a really cool game. I, I never, I, I don't think that's one of the few, that also, I didn't get to have the full game because I never knew the freaking name of it. Also, I didn't really buy many PlayStation 1 games. Yeah. Because all my money went to all my Nintendo 64 games. True, true, true. And which will probably do a topic like this at, at one point. Not back to back. I feel like I got to spread these out. Yeah, yeah. Let them, let them breathe. Let them, let them stew on these <laughs> memories that we're dumping into people's brains. Yeah, I also remember. Well, what, I don't know if it was Crash Bandicoot or some other game where, you, like, if at, I think maybe it was Crash Bandicoot, but at the title before you started the game, you input a code and you could play a skating Spyro game. That's all I remember. I don't know what game that could be, but I do. Know I think it was Crash about. Bandicoot, but if you put it at the beginning, you can play a skating Spyro game. Are you sure it wasn't like a skin in Tony Hawk's Pro Skater? No, 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 no. Because you have to do it right before the menu starts. And then it takes you to like this like secret level kind of thing. I got to remember what I got. I got to look into that one. I forgot to look into that before this recording, but report back to me next week because I'm very curious about this because it's like ringing some bells, but not a lot. Yeah. And you would like go up ramps like you would change them color from like blue to orange or something like that, depending. You're You're losing me now. So, yeah, I mean, I got to look into it more, but I distinctly remember putting in the, the freaking, like, button codes on the PlayStation. I was, like, jammed, like, super <laughs> quick. Because you had to do it quick. I was, like, I was like, before before I get to the menu. I remember I used to have NFL Blitz 2000 for N64. And the I Broncos never knew. were my team on that. Uh, me too! Me too! Yeah! Um, they were the shit in that game. But, um, yeah, I never knew the codes or anything like that. But if you button mash enough, you'll input, like, four or five different codes. So... It's almost more fun that way because you don't know what you're going to get. So you can get like infinite stamina. Big head mode was the shit. Tiny, I big head tiny head. body mode, mode was fun too. Like I love I loved being the Broncos and putting in the code to be the horse. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Mascot mode, yeah. Uh, no, man. it was like a literal horse. Like it was like, oh, that I'm not familiar with then. Okay. I thought there was, I thought it was like a mascot mode. No, not mascot. It was like a horse, like an actual horse looking head on the body of a player. That's so stupid. I love. But another PlayStation hit for me here was Final Fantasy VII, which I'm sure was everyone's go-to game for PlayStation and Final Fantasy. Which you know, great game overall, and really got me into the Final Fantasy series. Because I don't think I ever played Final Fantasy for the 64, or maybe I did, and I just didn't know. See, I, I had a weird path to Final Fantasy because like the first one I played was like Final Fantasy Four on like Sega Genesis. And then I didn't play another one because I was like, reading is boring. I don't want to read to play my <laughs> games. And then when I was like 13 or something like that, Final Fantasy X came out. And that's the best Final Fantasy. I'll fight anyone who says otherwise because Blitzball is the goat. Uh, and then that's like what got me back into Final Fantasy and like RPGs and everything like that. Yeah, but that was but, PlayStation uh, 2 era. But yeah, I never, I never played Final Fantasy 7 in any way, shape or form. I've never missing played Final out. Fantasy. I know. Missing out. Uh, I also want to include Final Fantasy 8 and 9, which were also great entries in the PlayStation. And I also very much miss those thick CD cases that they came in. Yeah, they were they were substantial. Yeah, I remember because I, I think it was like Final Fantasy 9 I was playing. And it's like you, you finish like this epic ass battle. Because it was like a two disc set. Yeah, right? it was a two disc set. And like you finish this battle and then it's just like continue on disc two. And I was like, oh man, I was like, I finally made it to disc two. Yeah, continue on disc two is such a cool feature of back in the day games. And like 
that was also like when you're your mom took you to the mall, you got the game, and you drove home. You immediately ripped that package open and were reading the manual. Hell the entire no. time I was, the I was reading the manual in the car. I was admiring the artwork. I was looking at all over, head to toe. Like I was like, look at how it sparkles. <laughs> look at how it sparkles. Every, like everything. By the time we got home, I knew so much about the game already. Yeah. I was ready to play. Man, but they really don't package games like they used to anymore. They don't. It's so lazy and I miss it. It used to be a thing. And like I guess if you pre-order some of them, but then like I'm not spending an extra sixty dollars I'm just saying if just I just to get a little bit of artwork. Unless it's something like I've waited forever for. Like Kingdom Hearts we almost bought like all of the special edition stuff, but uh, I did not because I was a broke bitch at the time. Yeah. I mean I already talked about Crash Bandicoot here. Uh it's just a shame that Naughty Dog never went back to buy it. Like they let it they just let it go. It's like, come on, that's that's what put you on the mat, Naughty Dog. Yeah, but I feel like they kind of did all they could do with that for a while. Eh, I don't I know. Like, Crash Team Racing wasn't good. Like, I love Crash Team Racing. It's a great game. What are you talking about? Eh, fine. But, I mean, Mario Kart really owns that market. Yeah, but I, Crash Team Racing did something different than those from Mario Kart, which I love. It, it had Crash in it. That's <laughs> pretty much it. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like it was a little bit more than just pressing... A or X to go or whatever A to go or anything like that. you actually had to, that's where I really learned how to like about drifting and like okay yeah I could see that that and like Diddy Kong Racing where I just learned to hate my cousin and that was about it <laughs> so yeah but then uh, FIFA 02 is another game I have in here for the PlayStation because it introduced me to Arsenal Football Club I'm shocked that's how you discovered Arsenal yeah the, the biggest gooner I know FIFA FIFA 02 I was just like pick your team Arsenal was just the first team because of A I I hate that about you now. And so I started playing, and I was just like, oh, I'm winning. And then I kept I kept choosing him every time we were to play against my cousins. I was like, I'm going to be Arsenal. Just alphabetical laziness is what got you into your favorite franchise ever? Yeah. I mean, I, it's not alphabetical. I just picked the first team that was available. I was like, I like, I'm going with Arsenal. I hate you for now knowing that. And then after that, they started, they became my team. Yeah, they're, they're, they're awesome, man. Get them gunners. Uh, so Gran Turismo 2 was another one that I played on PlayStation. I think that's like the only Gran Turismo I've ever played. Which you wrote Grab Turismo, and that's a very different game, buddy. Yeah, that's well, like Leisure Suit Larry 3. <laughs> I can't I can't do much about it correct here. Uh yeah. No, I've never played a Gran Turismo game. I don't like accurate racing games, if that makes sense. Hmm. I don't know. I tried everything back then. I was just like, ooh, let's play this. Let's play yeah, that. I don't know. Not not my cup of tea, but Phenomenal movie, as we said last week. Yeah. Incredible movie. Go go see it, folks. Definitely. It was a great movie. I love the movie. Mm-hmm. A lot of, a lot of for, for those who played the game, there will be like little Easter eggs there for you. So, yeah. But yeah, if anyone out there has your, you know, your favorite PlayStation game, or if there's anyone that we missed here, I mean, I briefly touched upon Jersey Devil. I did want to talk about more, but it's just like, it's just a typical platformer. But I did have fun playing it. Yeah, give, us, could, give us your, like, uh, your hidden gems, your your sneaky picks that no one's ever heard of. Because my because mine for Xbox is Fusion Frenzy. So <laughs> everyone's got a weird game. Oh, uh, 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 Vector. Do you remember Vector? Sounds familiar. Eh, he was the guy who was like all made of balls and stuff like that. And it was kind of like a, a running shooter, kind of like Cuphead style. Uh, and yeah, no, that, that was pretty much it. It was just a, a shooter platformer. And you were like this guy who was like made of like bubbles and everything like that. But yeah, that was a cool game. Sounds familiar. I don't know. For the longest time, I thought Glover was a fucking hamburger helper. So me <laughs> too. I was like, did they make this guy a game? And I was like, no, that's just lazy design. 
The Transformers will return after these messages. I don't know, but uh, tell us what we're drinking here today, B. Oh, good lordy almighty. Uh, we are in cider season right now, so I picked us up a little cider. Uh, Keddy's a fan of mango, so I got us the Mango Supernova from uh, Excelsior Brewing. Which this we, damn giraffe. This damn giraffe, I know. Uh, we had one of them uh, a few weeks ago from Excelsior, which was also pretty solid. Not too shabby, if I don't recall. This was a while ago, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, all my days blend together. So, yeah, that was probably close to like a month or two ago. But uh, their cider's out. Uh, the Imperial, Imperial Mango... Uh, which is 9.1%. So apparently this this company's whole shtick is uh, like essentially making like imperial versions of their drinks, which is just more heavily alcohol. Um, just peek the mic with that crack. <laughs> I guess so. I heard my I heard my headphones cut out for a second. So <laughs> that's how you know it's crispy, folks. Uh, but yeah, this shit's 9.1%. It, it just tra- straight up tastes like mango juice. It's very tasty. I, don't know, I just checked the score for the football game and Green Bay's getting crushed. Really? Already? Yeah, so I know here, people. I, I, I'm like in different fantasy leagues, so I gotta check. And um, let us know if you want us to talk about sports on here, by the way, too. We usually keep to like geek stuff, but like we're also kind of sports geeks, so like uh, I, w- I wouldn't mind talking sports either. Oh my god, 24 to 3! Yeah. In the second, holy shit, what is Matt Stafford doing to you, boys? Matt Stafford's not there anymore. Not Matt Stafford, what's his name? Jared Goff. Jared Goff. That man is just human vanilla pudding. <laughs> <laughs> he has got nothing special going on, but holy shit, twenty four to three. Yeah, let me let me try this mango cider because I've been listening to you. Well, talk. then drink. I'm yapping. You can do something with your mouth. I regret the way I phrased that. I'm sorry. My God. I like it. It's good. It's, it's tasty, good. right? Yeah, it's good. I would drink. This tastes exactly like El Chavo without the spice. Never had an El Chavo. You, sir. Once I find, once I track them down this year. I'm You're, good. I'm it's, good. It's, I don't. I don't need spice in my beer. It's it's one of my top five favorite drinks of all time. It's so good. But overall, yeah, I like this a lot. This is really good. I mean, better than last week. Last week was just like, eh. yeah, last week was a drink. But no, this one tasty as fuck. And like, I've I've already had one obviously through this recording. Um, and this, I'm this draft has seen some feeling shit. it. This draft has seen some shit. Oh my god, uh. he looks zonked. This dude is full on <laughs> zooted. My man's is on another planet, which is why he's yeah. wearing a space. Give it planet. a try. Mango Supernova from Excelsior. Excelsior Imperial Mango from uh, Schilling Cider House. 9.1% people. Yeah, it's tasty as hell. It's a good one. It's a good one. Pick it up at uh, Whole Foods. Yeah, but... Uh... We now return to the Transformers. Send me to the last topic that we have here is what do you prefer? Which do you think is better, online play, or multiplayer play, or couch co-op? Which one are you? I I prefer couch co-op. I love getting to, like, there's nothing more fun to me than just getting together with a group of people and just playing games, trading controllers and stuff like that. Oh, you died, you're out, my turn, and stuff like that. Or, like, my favorite things to do is, like, when you have parties and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Eventually, the night just, just devolves into us playing, like, Mario Party or Mario Kart or Smash or something like that. Because I just want to play with, play with, I just want to play with the boys and play with the girls, you know what I mean? So, but there's just, like, not a lot of couch co-op games out there anymore. But, no. you know, if you, we're getting older, it's harder to get together when we want to and stuff like that. And in that instance, fuck yeah, I love mo- online multiplayer and everything like that. Make a lobby, meet up, let's go. 
let's go take on this raid boss or whatever the hell it is you're doing. Yeah, I think for me, it depends on the game. Usually with Nintendo games, I prefer couch co-op. Yeah. Nintendo is a very couch co-op-y oriented kind of a thing. I agree with you there. Except for like, I don't know, like can you can you do like Splatoon couch co-op or is it like... I think so. Okay, because that, that feels more like an online like arena thing. It's an online arena, but if you're all together, you can get together. I think the, the other thing that I really do miss was fucking land parties. Land parties were the shit. And also my favorite picture of all time exactly is that fucking one. basement land party with the guys duct taped to the ceiling playing. Um, yeah, no, land parties were the shit. We used to play, oh my God, we used to bring like four Xboxes to my buddy's house, bring a bunch of TVs, strap that shit together. So that way there was no screen peeking or anything like that. Everyone sat back to back so you couldn't see what the other person was doing. And we would just play uh, four person Halo 2, just death matches left and right. Like, Land parties are the shit, and I miss them, and there's no way to recreate that anymore. <laughs> Except that one time we were playing, um, oh no, that was, uh, that was, oh, no, I think that was with us. What? I don't know if it was with you or if it was Kayla, I think it was with Kayla's friends, now I'm thinking about it. But, uh, we, we were hanging out and we were playing, um, Among Us. Oh, and yeah. And, like, every, everyone was, like, on a different platform. Like, I was on my PC, Kayla was on the phone, and then, like, everyone else was, like, on whatever device they were on. Uh, and we were all just next to each other, but pretending like we weren't next to each other. <laughs> see, I see. I've never actually played Among Us. I've really? Seen, yeah, I've seen my cousin play it. And I, it's super fun, actually. Like, I'm not going to lie. There's a reason that game took over the world for a little bit. <laughs> it is very enjoyable. And it's so stupid. I mean, Even I, Fortnite stole it. There's, there's oh. Among Us in Fortnite. And oh it's my the God. funniest thing ever. Yeah, even Fortnite. I, think, I don't think I've ever played Fortnite either. I played it once. I I went, ew, I have to build things. And then Zero Build came out. And I was like, maybe I'll try it again. And then I just haven't. But I don't. I love playing Fall Guys. Playing Fall Guys online with my friends, that is the most hilarious shit ever. Fall Guys is so funny. Shoot me a text next time you're playing because I'll jump on it at a moment's notice. Like, I remember during the pandemic, I was playing, like, I would I would actually stream this. Like, we were playing with my friends. And my friend Nava would play. And that is just hilarious. Everybody else is done. And we're just waiting on him. We're just like, look, you need to finish the race so we can move on. <laughs> And just watching him like die right before the finish line every time was just like, oh my god! You let me know whenever you want to start streaming again. I'll jump on any co-op game or party game with you or anything like that. I think even uh, Nexagoras mentioned she'd she'd play um uh, Fall Guys Fall Guys with us. So oh yeah, let's jump on. Let's uh, let's ride her coattails. <laughs> yeah, there's there's that, and then what else? I don't know. Pokemon Unite. I would stream Overwatch. Not well, not stream. I would play online. I like playing online with that. I had like. I think when Overwatch first came out, I had like a specific group of friends that I would play with. Yeah. I don't know where they are now, but they're all doing well. They're somewhere. Miss, miss you guys. And then uh, Pokemon Unite. I had my friend, my Pokemon friends. We all played together. That was fun times. Uh, but couch co-op, I don't know. Mario Party is always really fun. I used to we used to play the new Super Mario World games because that would allow up to four people. And like you know, sometimes if you die, you would come back in a bubble, and like you would have to like. Oh yeah! Try to pop them out of the bubble, and it's, it's just really fun. It's but chaos. then sometimes you leave them in there so they can essentially like iframe through the whole level and then yeah. pop them when it's safe. Like, yeah, that that was that was a really fun mechanic and everything like that. But no, couch co-op is super awesome. Just like having the person next to you to be like, holy shit! Like, oh, there's oh, there's this one game I forgot what it was. Uh, it was for the Switch, and it was just some random no-name third-party game that was just like shovelware on the Switch. But it wound up being super fun, and you could play as like. Uh, you could play as like a mage, like a tanking soldier or like a, like a rogue archer. And like all three of them had like their own powers and everything like that. And like, you can cycle through them depending on who you were 
or depending on who you wanted to play as, but you both couldn't be the same at the same time. Mm-hmm. And uh, me and me and Kayla would play that uh, every so often, and it was super fucking fun. Like just having someone next to you to be like, "Oh my god, watch my back! I'm gonna fall!" Like, "Oh my god, this guy's coming to attack me!" Like, nothing beats that. So I definitely think that is my preferred way to play. But that's just not an option with a lot of games anymore. So, you know, I, I mean, I, I do. I feel like all Nintendo games will be like that. But uh, PlayStation and like Xbox, I feel like they've moved away from it. Yeah, they were the first ones to get rid of it because they were the first ones to like get online play and everything like that. Like I remember when I first got an Xbox 360 and I was like, I fuck when I first got a Dreamcast and I could run an Ethernet cable across my <laughs> across my fucking living room and make sure nobody was on the internet or making a phone call so I can get on Fantasy Star online and do a raid with my with my party. Like, yeah, that shit was dope. Yeah, online online's cool. It definitely opens up the world to everyone. But if you got a core group of friends and you want to play some couch co op, nothing beats it. I don't know. I just remember the days playing Goldeneye. Oh hell yeah, brother! Sixty four. Hell yeah, great brother. times, great times. I, I would play that one level where you went outside for a little bit, and then you had that one missile that you can. It was like a guided missile. Oh, wreak havoc, baby. No odd that, jobs. That's like probably one of the the best couch co op games yeah. out there. Oh, easily. That game was so fun. Yeah, real fun. Uh, but let us know what you guys prefer. Do you guys prefer couch co-op? Do you prefer online play, or neither, or just a solo a solo game? Yeah, are you just a one player one player kind of guy or gal? Yeah, and then our final segment here for today, and that is question time. Yay! Best part of the day. And for those of you who don't know, you can always submit your questions over to Divergent64 on our question prompt or DM us or leave a comment on our YouTube channel with the word question and have your question featured over here on the podcast. But the first question that we have here today, and that is from uh, Level Up Alexis. She is asking, what anime should get a live action adaption? I I don't think any should. (laughs) Any should? (laughs) I don't think any should. I mean, if, if One Piece could achieve success like that, now that opens the doors for a lot of, of others. True, but it is the most hyped anime probably ever, and then they live-actioned it. So give they me, had to do... I mean, the previous attempts at live-action anime have not give been Give me Haikyuu. Give me Kuroko no Basket. Give me Blue Lock. Okay, yeah. Any sports anime would actually translate really, really well. That's those really are really... Those, I think those would be really well. But Haikyuu if you, would be the shit. Um, no, you're right. Any, any three of those. Captain Tsubasa, that'd be fucking fun as hell. Ice Shield 21, like any sports anime would be awesome. Prince of Tennis would be super cool. If you want to go more out there and obscure, Spy Family. Well, that's not really obscure, but I think Spy Family will translate very well to live action. Very good take. Yeah, just something where like it's not reliant on like visual effects. Like like the Attack on Titan one is just fucking weird and creepy. Another one, I think, Rising of the Shield Hero. I think that would translate well to live action. I think there's too much chaos in that one for mm, it to translate well. Maybe, but I mean, like you don't have to do it all. You can like you kind of do, dude. There's stuff. I mean, there's obviously, so many different like races and stuff like that, and so much. It's centered around magic spells and monsters. Yeah, but that's, I think there's that's not the hardest visual effects to pull off, though. Have you seen them? They couldn't even pull off like Alphonse. This, like, that's different though i mean how that's easier mm, it's a moving suit of armor compared to creating a creature yeah but that was more that was more in-house japan small studio doing a live action of 10 now if you get like yeah but that's who's gonna do a live action adaptation no because one piece was actually an american adaption yeah good point well nowadays you're right you're right maybe they changed the game enough 
But I, I think that's too complicated. But I do love that anime. Season I one think, of that, amazing. Season two, less so. I think that that can translate very well. Because, like, I mean, just looking at Dungeons and Dragons, I'm like, you know what? I think they could make a Rising of the Shield hero. I can see it happening. It does. I mean, the the spells and everything. Those are those aren't really hard to pull off. I think some of the creatures and monsters that are in would be a little bit hard. Yeah, and also, you know, are you talking about the the Chris Pine Dungeons and Dragons movie? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think any anime is gonna get that budget to make. Maybe that not movie. that budget, but I mean, you can you can you can at least achieve somewhat that level. You also got to realize. Who knows? Maybe maybe after all these strikes, we might get a better budget for live actions and stuff like that. And I think another one that could also translate decent decently. Um, crap! I just had it in my head. Oh, man, what was it? Just just edit it in after this brief period of silence, and like I'll just react <laughs> to it. So be silent for like three seconds. Whoa, that would be a great one, Teddy. Oh, oh my god, so true. That would it with the one and the character. Yeah, yeah, you're so right, dude. You're so right. What was? It? Oh, Demon Slayer. That's Demon the one. Slayer. There we go. Um, I feel like that would get like the Ronin Kenshin treatment, and that would look fine. Demon Slayer would translate very well to live action. Uh, what's another one? There was it was Demon Slayer, and I had another one in my head. Uh, I dare you to do a Gundam. That's just, that's that's just Pacific Rim. <laughs> that's in the works. Is it really? Yeah, it's like a live action gun. Well, it's a movie, live action Gundam movie. It's going to be on shot. Netflix. There we go. That'll be so fun. We'll, we'll see how it happens. But yeah, I think that's all I have for much for live action here. Yeah, I'm sure there's others, but there probably are others. But we'll yeah, any translate. any sports anime would be awesome. I don't know. I'm still adamant. Rising of the Shield Hero will translate well. Not the best, but I think it. I think it can be adapted. Dude, uh, it's oh my god. What, what was the guy's name from Sacramento? The basketball player, uh, fucking white chocolate. Just get Jason him. Williams. Jason Williams. Get him on a fucking Kuroko no Basket anime, <laughs> like a live action version of that. Just let that guy go to town. That'd be so sick. He can be on the Jabberwocky team. What? Yeah, there's a final chapter where it's just like uh, Jabberwockies, the team from America, like the all-star team from America comes in to play like against the, the dance group Jabberwockies. No, Jabberwocky is actually the monster from Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, good point. Good point. Okay. So in the final chapter, like they even had like a final movie of it. Like they come and play oh, against the All Stars against Japan, and then the Japan Japan Japanese team is called Team Vorpal Swords, which is the weapon that is used to kill the Jabberwocky and Alice in Wonderland through the Looking Glass. Wow! So and it was it also this one I, I loved it because it signified um, what is the dude blonde haired dude that's able to copy abilities from Kuroko no Basket. Oh. Don't remember. Okay, so in the final hot in the that. final part, he copied um, Superstar Dude. Fuck, it's been a minute since I've seen Scooter Go on a Basket too. Superstar dark skinned dude who was like Oh, the, uh number five, the first guy who enters like Flow State. Um I know who you're talking about. Yeah, him. He copies his ability and then it gets to the point where he becomes the best player on the court overall. <laughs> of course. <laughs> so like because now they have now you have two people with like the same like, you know, playing style, it's just like they're unstoppable, but but the blonde haired dude becomes like the best player overall out of the whole that one middle school team. Okay. And it was really epic. I, I mean, it, was, it was fucking cool. I loved it. So any sports anime I think will translate well. But next question that we have here, and that is from Pablo. He is asking, Who's your guy's favorite villain and why? Um Man, my mind just went blank. Really? It, it's like there's so many options that I can't think of one. 
Mine is Willem Dafoe as Green Goblin. Ooh, that's a really good one. Yeah, that's just epic, epicness, epicness. Oh, Philip Seymour Hoffman in Mission Impossible 3. He's so badass in that movie. That one scene where they have him tied up in the plane, and mm-hmm. he's like, you're not going to do anything to me. Do you have a girl? Do you love someone? I'm going to find her. I'm going to hurt her. And she's going to scream for you, and you're not going to be able to help her. You're not going to be able to save her. Oh, that's a fucking great performance. It's Philip Seymour Hoffman, Mission Impossible 3. Boom. Yeah, I remember. Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin, he was just like, it's like all that power and too weak to take it. Yeah. Oh, God, those are sick lines. That Those first two fucking Spider-Man movies set the goddamn bar. Oh, those were so good. And this is him, like his mon- his inner monologues was like the Goblin Mask. I was like, oh, my God, they nailed Norman Osborn. Yeah, like looking into like, like the mirror, like fires, like seeing reflections and like just arguing. So, and then when so they brought cool. him back for uh, Spider-Man No Way Home, I was like, oh, my God, he just took it to a whole other level. Like he's getting punched in the face by Peter. Like Peter's not holding back either. Yeah, he's he just is a strong un- boy. He is just unleashing his fury. And this guy just laughs in his face. Oh, maniac. And I just loved it because I was just like, this is the first time Peter realizes like he's dealing with someone that is way out of his depth. Like this guy does not give a fuck. Yeah. He does not care what you you can do. Do whatever you want. him. he's like, he does not care. He is going to destroy you from the inside out. Yeah. Unless you destroy him. Very much uh, the Joker. Yeah. Yeah. I think Willem Dafoe as Green Goblin is probably one of the best performances ever. I like that. Pretty good. Pretty good choice. Yeah. Thank you, Pablo, for that question. That's a good question. Thank you, Pops. Yeah, next question we have here is from Kayla, and she's asking, what character trope do you think you are or most identify with? Is there one you want to be? Uh, I feel personally attacked by this one after she just called me Sanji the other day. <laughs> um, uh, and then... I, was, I can see it. Yeah. Uh, and then the backup to that was Kuwabara. So I am just forever the comic relief who is like the forlorn lover who just... Who just is just here to have a good time, man. That is that is that is what I exist to be. I'm just comic relief who's the hopeless romantic. And I think for me it's just like I'm very chill, mellow. Up until you push me past to a point, I'm just like, all right. And then the clothes come out. Exactly. That's how it is. I'm trying to think of a specific example of that. I kinda use gayish. Kinda use gayish. I could see that. I'm trying to live life, man, but, you know, if you push me too far, it's... <laughs> I will break your jaw. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's glimpses of it when I play in, my in like, you know, any sport competition, so... Facts. You're terrifying to play sports with, which is why you're my favorite person I have on my team. <laughs> so, I don't know. Is there, is there a character trope I want to be? Oh, that I don't I know. My aim is to be, like, Iroh. At this point in life, it's like, I need to be Uncle Iroh. <sighs> yeah. You know, in that same vein, Aang. You know, I just wanna, I just wanna do the right thing. I wanna have a good time and have fun, and I just wanna make sure everyone's taken care of. You know what I mean? So yeah, like Ang and Ang and Luffy are very much like that too. Just be free, have fun, but be good to each other. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then, then the last question that we have here is from the good old homie Genkai the Third. My dude. Thank you for this question. This is actually a really great question. I, had, I was thinking about it for a while too, and he's asking if you were sent to another world but can only be an object, non-living, what would it be? My mind immediately went to porn. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I'd be an object on that all day. Um. <laughs> uh, have you? Nope. Not even gonna say it. That's gonna call me out. Um. Go to another world, but be an object. Um, 
Apparently, if you're a bee, you want to be beads. I'm just saying. You ever, <laughs> come, it's like, Jesus nope, Christ, I man. No, I still don't want to say it. Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> Go watch Bible Black and then come back to me. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> um, what in another world? Be called out. Um, oh, uh, Voltron Lion. That's an object, but it is a sentient object. It is a sentient object. Oh, or if we're going to talk about sentient objects, uh, it has to be non-living, non-sentient. But is oh, mm. I don't know, man. I mean, they're kind of all the same. If you're not <laughs> sentient, it doesn't do anything for you. You know what I mean? I mean, you could you can have a you probably have an ability to it. I don't know. Yeah, I think options that I was thinking about. I don't know. Be a stone that can like be used as like a summoning stone to, or like okay, it's okay. a rune stone kind of thing. Uh, Add some magical abilities to philosopher it. Philosopher's Stone from FMA, then. Okay, okay. No, no, that's a culmination of Blood of Dead Souls. <laughs> I'm going to take that one back. <laughs> I'm going to backtrack on that one real quick. I don't want to be born of blood and hate. Um, Something. I don't know, be like a sacred shield or a you know, sacred oh, the sword. Shi- the, the, the shield from Rising of Shield Hero. I mean, that's decent. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know if, if for anyone who has ever watched a Mare March and Awaken Romance, I'd like to be one of those like Mare weapons kind of thing because it can transform or like become summoning objects or stuff like that. Wait, I forgot the question. Did we specify it has to be anime? I don't know if it has to be anime. He just said you get transported to another world. Batman's tool belt. Batman's tool belt. <laughs> I got everything, baby. <laughs> and I'm taking care of you. Oh, man. I like that. Batman's tool belt. Utility belt, baby. It's not bad. That's not bad. Got me some uh, shark spray in there. <laughs> <laughs> I know this was a very tough question. I was like thinking about it. This is a while. great question. I really like this. Let me be. Let me be. Let me be a morpher. I want to be a morpher. Okay. Let me be a Power Rangers morpher. Unlock the grid. Well, then at what point do you become sentient? Like, because that that does tap into the to the power grid. Yeah, but the morpher itself is not sentient. Okay, so it's just the window to it. All right, cool. I'll give yeah, you that one. It's just the window to the morphing grid. See, the sentience makes it hard, man. Or the non-sentience, rather, makes it hard. Yeah, it has to be non-living. Yeah, that's a great question. I like yeah, it. It's really te- good. Technically, lions are not living, but... They are, but they are sentient. They do have a bit of a soul, yeah. They do. So that was a great question, but as always, we appreciate you listening to another episode of the Divergence Podcast. Especially you. Insert name here. <laughs> you could have just left it at you. I could have, but I wanted it to be funnier. It would have been funnier with you. Hey, you're the one who edits this shit. <laughs> I'm going to leave it in now, you know. Fuck you. Uh, but remember to always follow us over at Divergent64 across all platforms. YouTube, Twitter, Instagram. Not TikTok yet. I don't know. I'll make one soon. Maybe. And Pornhub. Who knows? We'll be soon. Like, def- no. I'm, We're not there. No. Okay. But as always, we appreciate you listening to another episode. And remember to always have yourselves a damned good one. Later, losers. Thank you. Bye-bye.